Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome BTEC Smith and Steve. BTEC Smith and Steve. You are now entering the Megacast. The Megacast. It's the Megacast. What up? <laughs> my name is Steve. I'm here with my good friend, B. Ted Smith. How are you, Ted? You know, not bad, Steve. I notice every week we start this. You're a drummer, so you have a little bit of an advantage. Right. But I always like want to fist pump, and I'm like a beat off. Oh, okay. You're like the, uh, the, the drunk drummer. You ever, or like the drunk person in an audience when uh, you go to a concert and they're trying to clap along, but they're just way off the beat. Yeah, I feel like kind of like the drunk guy at like an EDM show. That's like yes. the bass is about to drop, and it's like no, no, it's not. No. Still got to build up a little longer there, fella. <laughs> it's still got three, maybe even four more measures, and you're already bouncing. Like, oh, this is amazing. No, no, actually, he watched the DJ. He'll kind of orchestrate when we need to bounce. Yeah, I saw it happen. I saw Paulie D years ago at the showbox. That's right, Paulie D. Yeah, GTL. Yeah, was it his GTL tour? Uh, it might have been. I mean, yeah. this is before he was in Vegas and had his own show, but it was in between like Jersey Shore. Anyhow. Okay. I'm at the bar, and like a guy started doing that, and then he kind of stopped and was like, oh, I timed that out wrong, and I was like, you'll, you'll be able to tell, man. Like I, They kind of build it up. I see that at concerts all the time, and I always like, I always seem to be, I remember one time, and I shared this story in the past about uh, being at the Slash concert, all right. and it was during, um, I think he was covering either the Sweet Child of Mine or um, Paradise City. And it was just like, uh, it was Sweet Child of Mine, I believe. And I'm like, oh, this is awesome. He's playing Sweet Child of Mine. This is going to be great. And, oh, yeah, I forgot to hit that time. <laughs> thanks, thanks, thanks for sending that reminder. Let's just hit that button right there. Um, and uh, the woman next to me could not clap to the beat. And, but she refused to stop clapping. And it was, it's like one of those moments where you just want to tap on her shoulder and like, hey, I'm not trying to infringe on your fun, but you're freaking pissing me off because you just can't seem to match with the beat. How far drum, off? Like, way off. Like, almost like as if she was doing it on purpose. It was bad. <laughs> like, I couldn't even on purpose clap bad like that. But we don't need to get into that, right? Yeah. So anyhow, when you listen to this, just know when it starts and it's kind of building up. Yeah. Like, I always get a little excited. Steve waits and hits it perfect. Uh, I know when exactly when that drum's going to kick in and that uh is going to happen. We could try it again, Ted. Let's That's give what it a I shot. miss is the uh. Here we go. All right, so right now you're fine. Yep. Still good. You're still doing good, Ted. See, I'm getting excited. All right, now here comes the bass. Got the bill. You're bobbing good. Here we go. Ready? Not yet. Boom! I always want to go in like four ticks early. You're way off. I shouldn't have pointed this out. You would have never noticed. No. Here we go one more time. I'm not even going to coach you now. All right, all right. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, oh. please welcome yeah. B-Tech Smith and Steve. B-Tech Smith and Steve. You are now entering the Megacast. The Megacast. Oh, you're off! <laughs> oh, man! I missed it! You were so off! If only people could be in this room to witness what I just witnessed. Like, there was such a trepidation behind your fist as you're about to pump it in the air, and you're like, you held off. And I was like, oh, good, he's holding off. And then it kicked in, and then you then you did it. <laughs> well, I was like, hold off, hold off, hold off. And then I was like, damn it, I missed it. You overthought it. Yeah, I no. thought maybe I could throw that fist bump in real quick, and you wouldn't notice. 
straighten up. Oh, no, oh, no. We can't keep doing this. I do want to give a shout out before we get to uh, the push ups and also the TED Talks. Give a big uh, shout out to Vivico Girl on Twitter. Oh, yeah. She uh, wrote in and said, uh, Every time I hear testify on KISW, I keep thinking it's the intro to the Megacast, and I'm waiting to hear Grace's voice, not Rage Against the Machine. Grace. I love it. Yeah. We're all waiting to hear Grace's voice more and more. Yes. Everybody loves Grace's voice. Yeah. I'm pretty excited. Who knows what she'll say tonight? I'm guessing it'll be dirty. (laughs) Uh, By the way, for a while, uh, a few months ago, the big song was uh, that, I'm in love with the coke. Yep. yep, Right? Yep. So I was at a friend's house last night, and we may or may not have in- introduced this friend to that song. Okay. And he has like a one and a half year old son mm-hmm. who apparently now is obsessed with the song. Oh no! And like dances around to it. Like <laughs> <laughs> I said, I mean, go look. It's a year and a half kid. He's, he they probably know. he has no idea. They probably think he's just. I mean, he doesn't know what the song's about. He thinks it's just about Coco. I was gonna say, would it be bad to film the kid and then put it on YouTube for everybody's enjoyment? You know somebody would be pissed off about that. Somebody would be super pissed. I can't believe you're having your kid sing about cocaine. It's like, well, no, the kid, that's your interpretation of it. Obviously, yes, we all know as adults that this song is about cocaine, but a one-year-old does not have any idea that this is a song about cocaine. Plus the fact that the little kid likes it means that, like, you know, when you go over there and, you know, it's a little kid, so you're, you're not going to get, like, the party atmosphere if you come over to like my house right Wait, you mean the kids not chopping lines <laughs> no well not that i mean what's like, up ted you want a bump hold on i gotta make potty in my diapers first poo coco yes baking soda i got baking soda i just thinking you're having a nice afternoon and it's like man i wish we could tr- turn this barbecue out like put on the cocoa the kids are into it yeah that's a sign of a great song though i mean as far as well, at least that's a sign of a catchy song. I, I, I don't know if it's a great song, but you know. Oh, they're catchy. Right. I, I mean, if you could get a kid to start singing along to it before he's even able to really fully master the English language, and there he is singing along to the song, that's, that's, that's quite the sign that it's a, it's a catchy as all hell song. Yeah. There's songs we play on the station that I don't really care for. Like, I'm thinking of one specific band. Tell me. But their songs are so catchy. I catch myself during the commercial break oh, singing them. Who is it? Now I'm curious. Uh, hmm. Buck Cherry. No, I like Buck Cherry. Okay. Um, Imagine Dragons. Nope. Really like Imagine Dragons. I, I do too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, crap. Who I'll could give it you be? a hint. Okay. You're way off. Oh, man. Yeah. AWOL Nation. Oh, hell no, man. I like AWOL right. Nation. You're down with the AWOL Nation as well. It's not um, Tom Petty. <laughs> no, it can't be Tom Petty. No one ever talks bad about Tom Petty. Never. I don't know what's going on these days, but I I feel like everybody I talk to, we're all about Tom Petty these days. Yeah. When well, you're hearing him more. You're hearing him more on The Rock, but even like when I'm hanging out with my buddies, somehow at some point, Tom Petty comes up in a conversation and we're all like, I, I can't name a bad Tom Petty song. Hmm. Are all these friends white? Yes. <laughs> I know, sometimes Tom Petty's right. like Dave Matthews to me. Like, yeah, you might like, be right. Like, I remember joking around Thrill years ago. It's like, look, I'm not a Dave Matthews fan, but there's songs of him I love. I'm a white guy. Like, it just, yeah. I can't help it. I never thought of it like that. All right, next time I hang out with a group of black dudes, I'm going to pop on some Tom Petty and see what happens. Yeah. I'll have to see how that works out. All right, now who else could it be? Oh, man, Volbeat. Nope. Nope. All right. You're still off in a huge way. I don't know. Metallica? Nope, still off in a huge way. And it's on KISW. Yes. Son of a bitch. And I'm off. They're very catchy songs. Offspring. Nope, still way off. Corn. 
Nope, still way Godsmack. off. Godsmack. Nope, still way off. Rob Zombie. There's a huge. What do all those bands have in common? They all rock. <laughs> Man, oh, it's a go- oh, Hailstorm. Oh, you're getting closer. The Pretty Reckless. Oh. Found it. Boom. Like, I'm always singing that song. Yeah, it's and so I get up- home and I'm singing it. I'm like, oh, Pretty Reckless, get out of my head. And she's so hot, too. Have you ever watched their music videos? Yeah, I, I, I'm right, familiar so you, with it. You're in the loop. Yeah, okay. I am. All right, well, why don't we do some push-ups, Ted? <laughs> that's, what the, that's what the Megacast is all about, getting people pumped up for their evening, for their morning, for their afternoon, whatever it may be. But the best way to listen to this podcast is to give us your full attention, to give us 10. And the way to do that is by doing push-ups. Yeah, man. That way it gets your blood pumping, your heart racing, and your brain functioning. Ted's on top of that one. This one, Ted, we've gotten a lot of requests for push-up songs, and I I tabled them for this week only because, well, we had an amazing weekend after going to the WWE that night. Did have a blast. That's the last time we did a podcast was right before the WWE event, so maybe we'll talk a little bit about it afterwards, but I figured what better way to do 10 than to play the song that was our theme song that night. Yeah. Because 10 and I are... Dem boys. And so are you, everybody. Are you ready? Let's get 10, Ted. <laughs> the wind, Khalifa. Here we go. Hold on. Now that I can bounce to, fine. <laughs> Ted Talks, starring the Tech Smith. It's the rock songs that throw me off. <laughs> Whoa. Oh. Ted Talks, oh, starring the Tech Smith. I had the repeat button on. I was waiting for it to go like, ding, ding. Here we go again. <laughs> Ted Talk this week. Uh, kind of, I think we might, it'll be a topic we'll get a little bit into later. But number one, I would say, be kind to other people, which I've talked about before. Mm-hmm. But somebody gave me a great uh, quote the other day, and we are talking about how uh, people might do things different than you do. You know, you might not have the same philosophies, religion, this and that, but the world needs all of us, you know? Yeah. So instead of hating on people or getting too down on them, like, recognize the fact that, like, as much as you're needed in this world, well, their roles need it, too, you know? So just try to look at things through their eyes sometimes instead of getting all worked up. We're like insects, man. We all serve a purpose. Yeah. Food chain, duh. That's right. You might hate that spider. You might want to crush that spider. But in some way, shape, or form, that spider is important to your existence. Well, it's just easy to sit around and go, well, that guy doesn't think the same way I do. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not, how does he live his life that way? But it's like, it's the way he's choosing to live his life. You know, and the world needs all of us. And I think that could be applied a lot to uh, the workplace as well. For the longest time, I mean, I think I'm a... I've gotten better over the years, but in the early years of my career, I was a very controlling kind of a person. Like, I really needed it to be done my way. It was my way is the only way. And then over the years, I started... Man, you don't even get an option of the highway? No, there is no highway, man. It's just my way. It's my way. We're not even getting on the road. We're just staying right here doing it my way. You can't even go anywhere. That's a little aggressive. That's right, Ted. This is young Steve talking. This All is right, how it Steve. is. If you don't like it, get the hell out. Oh, hey, Brooklyn Steve. Hey, my bad. Hey, yo. Babe. Babe. There is babe. no highway. Capiche? It's <laughs> <Is> Steve's way. <laughs> you want to get somewhere? You get on the Steve way. 
And that's it. <laughs> Steve way. Forget your highway. Forget your parkway. You're getting on the Steve way. That's right. And there's only one way to ride it. Rough. <laughs> Roar. <laughs> Rough, rugged, and raw. Roar. <laughs> Man, we didn't even drink a beer today. What are we doing? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, we're getting rough. Hey. Yeah. Have you seen this video? I, no. Oh, it's awesome. Is it great? It just starts. It's like him sitting in an old house in Pittsburgh. Like, I'm guessing not an old house, but it like, looks like maybe a house he used to live in. Just rolling a blunt. <laughs> and he just starts walking around the house. <laughs> and then he like meets people in the neighborhood. They're smoking. They're drinking. It's just like a party in the neighborhood. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I would love for us to be the two token bald white guys in that video. Right? It's like, who are those guys? Why does Wiz know them? Like, what are they doing? Like, are they related to Mac Miller? <laughs> they must be Mac Miller's uncles. <laughs> They must have financed this this video. It, was, like, it must have been a Kickstarter. They probably paid five grand, and part of the deal was they got to be in the video. Uh, Mr. Khalifa, which your videos could really use, is a couple uh, mid-30 to 40-year-old bald white guys. <laughs> Trying to get into that demographic. Yeah. And then Steven Ted just walking yeah. in. Yo. Wearing t-shirts with Aye. our faces on them. Mega cast. Yeah. Represent. Rough. Yeah. <laughs> Ted doing the MC with his fingers. Holla, we the boys. Rough. Holla, we the boys. Holla, holla, holla. He got that. That was good. That was on the beat, Ted. Holla, 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 holla. What I'm saying is. <laughs> In the workplace, I used to be that kind of guy, and then I realized, you know what? As long as as long as something gets done, I don't care how, what path you took to get that job done. Just get the job done. And I think that's yeah. like you know, I mean, I don't need to have you do it my way. If you do it a certain way that works for you, and and the results are fine, and they don't have to be exactly how I hope they were. Like I think maybe it's with old age also comes like ah, who gives an f kind of attitude from time to time. Definitely, you know what I mean. So it's like f f it. It's close enough. You know, but you obviously put the work in, and it sounds fine. And only in my head, I'm thinking I may have pictured it a different way, but no one else is going to see it that way. So, yeah, let's be cool with each other, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. I do want to thank you because you put out a tweet recently. All right. Uh, that uh, you said for people to spend more time listening. Yeah, and I think that's look a, them in the eye and listen. I think that's a very valuable. Yeah, exactly. What did you say, Ted? I just said, you. what did I say? Like, you'll be amazed by like, the conversation you have with people if you just look them in the eye and listen. And I, I read that and I thought, you know what? I got to apply that in some way, shape, or form in my week. And you won't believe the story that I learned from a lady that goes to our church. She is this woman that is always nice, always smiling, but I never knew her backstory. All right. So, How old? Oh, uh, she's got to be in her 60s. All right. And she is, uh, I believe, Kenyan. Oh, and, uh, and that's important in the story. And obviously, I should have listened a little bit better because I'm spacing on exactly where, but somewhere in that area where there's like a lot of crime. I mean, I wouldn't know any city in Kenya. I don't think besides Nairobi. Right. So, but what God, I learned I hope that's in Kenya. Yeah, I'm sure we'll get tweets if it wasn't. <laughs> I learned, and and the story's going to blow your mind too. And I was sitting there. I'm like, this is like somebody needs to buy the rights to this and turn it into a movie. Her husband, who I know as well, who's recently hasn't been going to church as much because he suffered a stroke, but he's going to be okay. All right. Uh, and their kids go there too. Apparently her husband at one point was like a huge up in the world of the politics in, in Kenya. Like what would be the equivalent of like secretary of state here? Like that right. high up, like 
pretty close to being like the president. Like minister of something. Big time. Yeah. Him and his brother were like top of the food chain when it came to politics. Well, the president at the time, and this is back in the 80s, and I wish I could remember exactly. I should have done the research, but whatever. Apparently, it was a very uh, corrupt president. Well, disappointed you're not up on your mid-80s African uh, politics scene. And I always fail on Jeopardy because of that. It's like, God, why'd you pick that category? Mid-80s Kenyan government. For a hundred, Alex. Son of a bitch. It's a random ass category, by the way, Alex. <laughs> Very random. That's rough. Uh, so uh, I find out that, hey, that's amazing that he was up that high in the chain. And apparently he was not happy with how corrupt the system was. Like he believed in, like, you know, and uh, being honest and being a good person and, and doing the right things for the, for, the, for the city, for the country, whatever it is. For the people. For the people. And he met with the president at the time, President Bush. So, wow. yeah. So, I mean, and I guess when they left that meeting, they weren't happy because they felt like things weren't going to change. Like, there was a lot of stuff going on. Well, fast forward sometime down the line, his brother goes missing. Turns out his brother was. Uh, all right, we'll get. I'll, I'll finish the story quickly. Or should I just tell the story when we come back? Because it, it, it's pretty epic. All right, tell him you know, when we we'll come t- back. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, I'll share. Honestly, I'm so glad Ted said, hey, to listen to people's stories, because this story is going to blow your mind. All right, and during the break, uh, Google some facts about <laughs> mid-80s African politics. Because we might quiz you <laughs> when the Megacast returns. These guys are leaders of men. The Megacast with B-Tech Smith. And Steve will be back. Go. 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 The number one rule for winning your office NCAA tournament pool is the more you know and follow college basketball, the greater chance you'll be mathematically eliminated first. Oh man, my number two seed lost in the first round. That's because NCAA tournament picking is not a game of skill. It's about sheer luck. How did Sheila and HR win again? She knows nothing about basketball. To win the NCAA office pool, you'll have to think like an office pool winner. Disregard seating and record and focus on the stuff that'll get your teams to the Sweet 16 and beyond. Wichita State has the cutest uniforms. They're definitely going to win this game. Yep. It's that simple. I don't even know what a Saluki is, but it sounds cute. Once you've mastered the dumb luck method, you'll be playing in the same league as Carolyn in payroll or Brad at the front desk. I'm picking this team because their star player is just dreamy. Way to go there, buddy. Log on to NCAADumbLuck.com and master your NCAA office pool today. The Megacast is back, and they be on it. They can get on this, if you know what I mean. Hey, Nez, is it in the way I tell them move back? Cause we be 
on it? Why y'all yawning? Yeah, we be yawning. Why y'all yawning? Getting to the money early in the morning. Why y'all yawning? I love uh. Ted was trying to figure out who this is that we're listening to right now, and instead of asking, he just pointed at his butt, and I knew exactly who you were talking about, Nicki Minaj. Oh, or, no, or I, like, I thought it was Ziggy. It's neither one. It's uh, Dej Loaf, D-E-J. I have no idea who that is, but the song's pretty cool. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, all right, before we get back to the story, one quick thing. For those of you that do have brackets that do uh, involve in Mar- get, get involved in the world of March Madness, Public service announcement from everybody else out there. Nobody cares about your brackets. So I don't need to read about it on Twitter. I don't need to read about it. Um, that's bummer for you that that team lost and your bracket is, is ruined. But like, find me one person that's going to care about your bracket. All it does is trigger other people to talk about their brackets. Nobody cares about each other's brackets except for the person whose bracket it is. Yeah, it's like fantasy football. Exactly like fantasy Plus, football. Some things are just meant to be for yourself. You don't need to go on social media to be like, eh, my bracket's ruined. Plus, it's not fun anymore. Everybody does it. Yeah. Like, I get it if you were a sports guy and you're tweeting it out because people weren't doing it as much, but it's like, everybody fills out a bracket. Everybody plays fantasy football. It's like, all right. I, you know what? Sorry, Reverend Fuego. Yeah. But it's like, you geeks, man. Get out of my sports. I've said this before. I don't show up to your D&D games right. with like Tailgating. crazy sports. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't pull, pull my scene into your scene. Why are you playing cornhole outside of the D&D tournament? That's just how I do. <laughs> yeah. We'd be I, on it. I'll start cheering for people. <laughs> and, and, some, and then there's that uncut. I usually will get involved in brackets, but now I'm not into them because, not because I think I'm too cool for school, but it's like the, the, the pressure that everybody puts on you to be a part of the office pool is, is, is almost on the level of peer pressure. It's like, all right, stop bullying me into wanting to play in the brackets. Like, I walked by the guy that organized it here. Yeah. And I was like, I only had like a couple minutes. I wanted to get myself one of those, uh, you know, the string cheese things, right? All right. We're in between songs. I'm running down there. As I'm running back, he goes, hey, hey, Steve. I'm like, hey, what's going on? He goes, have you filled out your bracket yet? Ten bucks. I'm like, no. I don't have time. Yeah. To, so, I, of course, I got to lie and be like, oh, no, I'll get it to you before I leave today. But it's like, enough with this undue pressure to do brackets, man. Yeah, man. I, I used to like them. I just don't like them anymore. It's not as much fun anymore. There's just too many people doing it and talking about it. Yeah. Constantly. And everybody's so emotional. Very. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I mean, look, if you're, a, if you're a super sports guy, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, or I get why you're tweeting it out, but... Yeah. Yeah. And enough, though. Please. I'm sorry your bracket is ruined, but nobody cares. Just going to tell you that. Yeah. I mean, I think it's funny. Like, my nephew has a bracket. How like, old is your nephew? He's nine. See, I would pay attention to that kid's bracket. Yeah, I was just saying, like, CJ, if he's running a bracket, I'd pay attention to it. That's pretty dope. Yeah. 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 I want to hear what he... If he's bitching about his bracket being ruined, I would find great humor in that. He probably is. I told my brother. I go, look, the bottom... bracket is gone. Yeah, the bottom line is this. My nine-year-old nephew is a better sports fan than I am these days. Outside of college football and soccer. Yeah. But, like, yeah, if you called me and asked him, like, Kentucky's undefeated, Maryland had a good year. After that, it's crapshoot. And F. Duke. <laughs> I was about to say, what's going on? With, did you watch the 30 for 30 special on Christian Leitner? Yeah. Unbelievable. And I still hate him. Thank you. Everybody's, all right, maybe not everybody, but I've been reading a lot of people talking about how they have a newfound respect for Christian Leitner after watching that special. I, I wound up hating him even more than I did. I'm it, like, this guy's a dick. Yeah. A complete. 
And then yeah. the entire 30 for 30 thing, while he's telling us that he's matured and this and that, and I get that it's his basketball camp, but he's wearing a shirt with his own damn name on it. Thank you. Like, we wore the Mega Cash shirts to wrestling, but it's wrestling. For if irony. We, for right, irony. If they want to interview us on TV, we're not wearing the Mega Cash shirts. No, because we know that most, like, if he thought, oh, this would be funny, not everybody would get the joke, so we wouldn't do that. I'm glad you said something about that, man, because I yeah, I walked away from it, and, and there were moments where like they're telling the story of him being a jerk to some of the other guys on the team, and I'm like, man, what, a, what an ass, you know? And what? then I'm thinking he's going to, like, adult version of Christian Lane and be like, yeah, maybe. But no, he's legitimizing. He's like, look, man, yeah, I was tough on them, but look what happened. They were great. We played awesome. It's all because of me. Yeah, it's, it's like a, I don't know how long it was, an hour or two hour special on the cycle of abuse. Oh, so yes. because his brother was an a-hole bully, right. then it's okay because they won games? Like So weird. And I'm fine with that, but like Bobby Hurley, <laughs> put it to you this way, Leitner to me seems like such a D that I now like Bobby Hurley, who I hated for years. And then, I don't know if you saw this. <laughs> I, want a, I want a 30 for 30 on Hurley. Yeah, during, ha- during halftime on one of the games last week, Bobby Hurley is on set, and uh, Charles Barkley's, I think, is in those commercials with them now. Oh, those are the ones that they go to, uh, when they go, go to... Uh, Maryland instead of where it's supposed to be going? I, one of them. Either way, he Charles Bar. I don't know. There's a couple ads going on. Yeah, but Barkley's funny in something. Yeah, and Barkley goes, uh, like, oh, I like Christian. I like having work with him. And Hurley just goes, yeah, how was the practice with him? I was like, oh, Hurley still hates that dude. Right. I would I mean, love like, to have watched 30 for 30 on Christian Leitner with Bobby Hurley to get his perspective. Like, yeah, okay, we did win some championships, but... I hate this guy. Well, I do and I hate just him. watched part of it last night too, and I like. And Leitner's like, "Yeah, Bobby once threw a ball right in my face, and then he ran out of the gym as quick as he could, <laughs> right? Like Bobby, you know, like Bobby's a little bitch." And then I like they cut to Hurley, and he's like, "Yeah, I ran. He weighs 150 pounds more than I do. I'm like that's not a fair fight, Christian." <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm not suggesting people are rude to him. Oh, I get no. that part. Right, but don't like all of a sudden I have this newfound... I don't I understand how anyone has a newfound respect for Christian Leitner after watching that 30 for 30. No, he's a D. He'll always be a D. Mm-hmm. And he's the kind of guy that goes on Twitter, because I went to his Twitter page after that just to see. He will respond to people's comments about him, and I'm like, wow, okay, you know, someone's maybe doing the at Christian Leitner, and then he's replying. No, he's... Checking the subtweets? He's going to somebody's... Like, he must be typing in... Just Christian Leitner to see what pops up. People aren't even adding him, like putting the at. So they're just yeah. talking about him without including him into the conversation. And he's then chiming in, like saying what he thinks. I mean, look, like, you can't he's take that away. self-absorbed. And the guy was that good in college. Oh, he was amazing. Yeah, I remember I mean, being a kid, being like, this guy's the bomb. Yeah. but uh, <laughs> I can't believe I just called him the bomb. The bomb. What? He's the bomb.com. That was so bad, man. Can, I want to delete that just from... I've never called anybody the bomb. I hate when people refer to food as the bomb. And I just say Christian Leitner is the bomb. Like, it took Christian Leitner, <laughs> not even a good meal at Cafe Yum, for me to say that is the, the bomb. bomb. But Christian Leitner, as a child, I thought was the bomb. Yeah. yeah. I, just, I feel like such an idiot. <laughs> I'm just glad we both still hate him. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad, You dude. know what? I'm a mature adult. I don't hate him. That would have inclined that at one point I loved him. Mm-hmm. I very much dislike Christian Leitner. My feelings stay the same about Christian Leitner. That yeah. should be the name of the 30 for 30. Yeah, exactly. My opinion has not changed on Christian Leitner. Well, do you know the other rumor on Christian Leitner is that he's been trying to break into our industry for years and nobody huh. will hire him because they're like, no, he's a... Di- He's a D. Like, we're not hiring him. No, Nobody a, wants to work with him. He's a pompous ass, and he came off as that during his special. 100%. All the way down to wearing a shirt that had his... At first, I thought this can't be Christian Leitner. This has got to be his brother wearing a Christian Leitner shirt. 
No, yeah. it's Christian Leitner wearing a Christian Leitner shirt. Yeah. Unbelievable. Right. <laughs> All right. Before we took the break and <laughs> went off on our Christian Le- and what a great name for the thirty for thirty though. I thought I, that sucked me in. Like I'm, I gotta watch this. I hate Christian Leitner. Yeah. Yeah. That was awesome. Hundred uh, percent. Even my wife was like, "Who is this guy?" And she haven't even got like invested in the story. Like I thought for sure she was gonna make me change the channel, but she's like, "No, we could finish watching this." I'm like, "Really?" And she's like, "Yeah, I don't like this guy." I'm like, "Good," because I don't either. Yeah, and it doesn't change things. You know, like I went to a private all guys high school that that's great at sports and everything. Shout out to Demath the Catholic. Whoop, whoop. So we get a lot of people that hate us and stuff, and yeah. I get it. But I don't know, man. Duke's just a different venom. Oh yeah. Oh for sure. I think the the other difference is you know we have scholarships and and grants and aids. So everybody that went to my high school wasn't wasn't with a silver spoon. Whereas whenever you see those Duke fans, you just get the feeling they all grew up with money and this and that. Right. The players might be coming from a tough place, but not the. the the casual fan that's going to school there. Yeah. Yeah, they're very rich. Uh, privilege, I believe, would be the word. Yeah, that's true. I mean, rich would be actually a, a downgrade for them. Yeah. But the program is that good. Leitner was that good. Coach oh, he was. a great coach. Yeah. Like, I can't, like, I'm not going to take anything away from him. I just, right, I'm just glad you're, because I watched him, I was like, yeah, he's still a D. I don't think he's gotten it. I, almost, I don't think he will. And I, no. I'm going to see it from his side. It's just the way he's going to live his life. Dude, there was a, you're right. This goes back to the TED Talks right there. We got to be okay with it, man. He's, yeah. he's another spider in this world. Right. And we're nice guys, so the world needs me guys like him. For nice guys like us to rag on him. Right. I'm glad, too, because honestly, I almost thought about watching it again based on all like the, the comments I saw on Twitter. I was like, oh, maybe I need to watch this again. Maybe I missed something. Maybe I, cause I, I went into it a little bit late, but I, I felt like I caught most of it. I'm like, maybe I missed something in the very beginning that said, ah, I don't know, there's something really, like he saved like a bunch of old people's lives and a bunch of children as well. And then, <laughs> then this is the rest of the story. I don't know. I was like, I must have missed something for so many people to like this guy. No. <laughs> I'm, no, glad, I'm glad we talked about it. I watched it twice. And, I mean, I literally, I just watched like the back half of it again last night because I couldn't go to sleep. And I was like, I still don't like this guy. Maybe that's why you couldn't sleep last night, Ted. Thinking about Christian Leitner. Still worked up about it. Leitner! Right, Leitner! So, <laughs> uh, before we took the break, so I, I'm pretty sure, quick correction about my story about my, the, the lady at my church. I think it was in the 90s when all this went down. Yeah, oh, Jesus, Steve. I, I might as well just stop telling the story. <laughs> Watch our timer goes off. And Why don't you tell them the other thing, too? And I'm not sure if it's uh, Kenya or Nigeria. <laughs> just going to throw it out there. So I'm already kind of not fully listening. Why don't we just say this story takes place in Africa during the 20th century? Yes. That is fair. That gives you a continent right. and 100 years to work with. Thank you. I appreciate that. I got you back home. I knew you would. Us Leitner haters got to stick together. So We're chanting that on the bus to Spokane. <laughs> Leitner sucks. Leitner sucks. We need to make shirts. F Leitner. We're here for hockey, but F Leitner. And Leitner, and then the Duke D, and then underneath it, it says the ICK. <laughs> All right, so. Right, sorry. It's okay. All right, one more thing. Yes. So for a while, I remember my brother got this shirt. I'm trying to think. I think I was like a freshman in high school. So if I'm 14, he's like 21. So this mm-hmm. is probably around that time that Leitner and Hurley are winning. Mm-hmm. And uh, these Maryland fans made these shirts that said, West Virginia sucks on the front. Uh-huh. And then on the back. It says, but Duke, mm. uh, I got like you. nice girls too. Yeah, and it right. had a picture like Tharshi. Yeah, it had yeah, a picture of the Blue Devil. 
like performing on the terrapin. No, it didn't. Yes. Who printed these? I don't remember. I don't know. I just remember my brother had one. And I was like, that is the coolest shirt I've ever seen. And the Terp, by the way, he's got the blue devil like this, and he's just like, yeah, go Terps. <laughs> there's no, there's only one situation when you can wear that. You can't like go out like to dinner with that shirt on. No, and I, lo- you know, I love the University of Maryland group in College Park, but the Maryland students, man, mm. for a while they just made shirts that said F Duke, mm-hmm. but it spelled out the whole word. Right. They didn't even star out a letter, and it's no. like, guys, let's get a little creative. <laughs> right, and I was like 19 and pissed drunk, and was like, right. that's a little offensive. Can, can we put out a letter? Can we have like a turtle making the symbol of the U or something? Like something, like change it up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All, right, All right, so Africa, Africa, somewhere in Africa, he was a big wig there. And and so, like I mentioned before we went into the break, his brother and him were very, uh, they, they opposed how the president was, how corrupt he was. Next right. thing you know, the brother disappears. They find out his brother was killed, like a few days after that. Oh, man. Next thing you know, her husband disappears. And she's like, oh, boy. And it turns out he fortunately was able to get out just be, by being beaten, but apparently was beaten pretty bad. So it's Jesus. like, this is like some heavy stuff that she's sharing with us. I'm like, holy smokes. So then she she worked with the United Nations, I guess. So she had connections with the United States. But somehow, some shape, in some form, she decided, I got to get my family out of this country. I mean, like, this is straight up like a movie, man. I couldn't even believe the story. And she orchestrated a way to smuggle her and her kids that ranged from, like I think, five years old to like 18 years old out of the country so that they could live in America. And what she wound up doing is like, through group of people, hey, can I work with you? But it was still like she was working with shady people. Like she had to pay them a bunch of money. She she was when she was telling the truth. Like, see, I wear these loose dresses. There's a reason why I still wear them. It reminds me of the times when I used to have to. She wrapped like money, her passport, everything around her waist, so that way it didn't look like she had anything on her, and it was all underneath. And then she had to pay all these corrupt people to get right, them out of the country. Get them out of the country. So like she got to this one point where she, her and her all of her kids, and they're like, okay, well we'll take your daughter first. And she's like, no. You're taking my oldest first because she didn't know what the hell's going to happen. Yeah. And what happens is then they give him money. The oldest gets on a bicycle and then all of a sudden weaves through like there's like some some like fair type of a thing, like almost like a like imagine Pike Place, but like in a corrupt area, like where it's like all this action's going on. So she knows that they could get through somewhere to get to this other group of people that could then smuggle them out without anyone noticing that they're trying to, you know run off right some crazy like type stuff going on so then the kids all go and then eventually the daughter and then they get to the other end and at first she couldn't find like one of her kids and then eventually they were able to find them but like there was like a lot of like shadiness going on she's like but all she could do is have i mean it's like one of those stories that like is the ultimate testimony and why like certain people have faith like and i'm never going to be one that's going to tell people how to live their life and like going back to your ted talk you know everyone could be who they want to be just as much as i hope no one judges me for how i am i hope no one judges i'm not going to judge anyone as well well, this is like one of those things where she was like, all I could do is have faith in God that I was going to be able to be reconnected with my kids at the other end of this bicycle trip. And then I guess when it got to her and one of her other kids are like, we can't put you on the bike. You're too big. Blah, 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 blah. You have to just run. And so she had to just run. And eventually, are people trying to stop him? Well, if that's why they had to do it somewhere. Where there was a lot of like a lot of a highly popular populated area because of the fear that they would have been stopped because she was a recognizable person. You know, she's married. Right, to She's a, the. There's a target on her because of him. Well, eventually she was able to get over. He was eventually able to get out. Um, she never shared the story about how he was able to get out. I'm sure eventually I'll, I'll find that out as well. But they eventually made it to the United States, and now they're 
living here, and he still goes back. I think it is Kenya. He still goes back there to help people in poverty, and and like you know, time has passed because you know this is from the '90s when all this was going down, and that president's no longer around. But yeah. But back then, I'm like, it's like one of those, like when you said, just listen to people's stories. I would have never thought, I just thought she was this nice lady from Africa and that now lives in Gig Harbor and goes to our church. I never thought in a million years that there was like this crazy story of them and how, I mean, he was super wealthy over there because of, you know, he was a bigwig and they had to run from their own country because, well, it was so corrupt that they were going to be killed. That's unbelievable. Insane, dude. That's crazy too, because I sent that tweet out because I... Not nearly as serious. Okay. <laughs> but same thing. Like I was, I forget where I was, but there was a uh, just an older lady. Mm-hmm. And we just kind of locked eyes and I just gave her a head nod or whatever. And then yep. she like stopped me and it's like, like just started talking to me. And then mm-hmm. she had like, at first I was like, all right, all right. And she had like these crazy stories. And then she broke out pictures to back them up. Of like really? her with like old school famous people. Wow. That's why I was just like, okay. And this would have never happened if you just nodded and kept walking. Yeah. I mean, it happened to me like three times in the last week. I was walking by some guy, uh, like, I forget where I was going. It was like 10 a.m. on a Monday. Mm-hmm. And I'm wearing that Everett uh, Aqua Socks hat. And he's like, and we, you know, just kind of do the head nod. And then uh, he's like, hey, man, like, what is that? And I'm like, oh, it's Everett. And then we start talking about baseball. And he's telling me how, uh, I forget the names of the guys, but they were like big players for the Cubs in the 80s. And he's like, yeah, I played college ball with them and wow. grew up with them. Yeah, it was, just, it was just a cycle of events that had happened like two or three times. And that's all I was like. Yeah, I gotta send that out. It almost boils down to us and myself. I I know you're good at it, um, and I need to be better at it. And I always look at you as an inspiration. I gotta just put the phone in the pocket and stop playing on it because oh, I yeah. think we're missing a lot of things. Yeah, and I found myself even yesterday. We had the day off, and I spent the whole time on my phone. Like we're my wife's watching Bones because she's obsessed with that show. So we watched four hours worth of Bones, and I was just like, I don't like this show. So instead of saying, I don't like this show, let's watch something else, I just played on my phone. I'm like, what am I accomplishing? Like, I'm not living life by watching other people's lives or, you know, that being said, follow us on Twitter at the Megacast. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's like I'm, I'm spending all my time refreshing on Twitter, hoping that some new story is going to come up or some tweets going to be sent at me that's going to be so awesome that's going to make it worth me spending five hours on my phone staring at the damn screen. Phones are tough, man. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's still right. It still happens to me, too, because especially like. Start messing around on Twitter or something, and you just click on one story. You know who gets me all the time is Bro Bible. Bro Bible is my favorite Twitter handle. Jesus, man. I go there for one story, and then it's 45 minutes later, and it's like, it's either at nighttime, and I'm like, all right, I should go to sleep, or it's in the morning, and it's like, damn it, not. I got to shower and get moving. That that page is great for just useless content that's entertaining oh. to read. I mean, a lot of times we find stories on Bro Bible that come up on the Megacast. Like, yeah. Bro Bible is basically our producer. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. Trust me, I've been using it all the time. I'm always like sending Miles emails like, this is a great list. This is yeah. a good thing. Like, yeah, there's good stuff on there. Did you read the story about the uh, college bro in Virginia? Which one is this? Uh, the guy, God, what was his name? Eric something? Eric Lannon or something? I'm not sure if I read this one. He like, like standard kind of southern college bro, like wears, you know, khaki shorts, flip flops and right. a, you know puka shell necklace. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. And I guess he's huge into widespread panic and fish, which kind of bugs me because I like fish. Yeah. Uh but there's somebody listening to the Mega Cats right now wearing khaki shorts, a puka shell necklace and flip flops going, F you guys. Yeah. Yeah. And they probably like Christian Leitner too. Yeah, we'll miss you, fella. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, no, but basically like it's one thing to be a couch surfer. 
but he's like a fungus and you can't get away from him. And he like brags about banging everybody's girlfriends and this and that. And then he just steals stuff from people. <laughs> like what? the University of Richmond like put out an alert. Like if you see this guy, like Jeez. Yeah, you got to read that article. It's insane. I'll and, and look the, it up. Yeah. And the way they found him, it was like he kept calling the guys at Brobibe and was like, you got to get my story out there. I'm a legend. Everybody knows me. Yeah, he's like a Burt Kreischer in a sense. But like, you know, because yeah, Burt was known as being a party animal, not like how you're saying, but like he was known for being the ultimate partier. Yeah, and Burt, like, great. Right, he had like a five page story in Rolling Stone that I he know. was like the centerpiece of. He's here this weekend, man. I'm going. Friday Is he night. really? Yeah. Son of a bitch. I know. Friday night, going to Party Live in Seattle. Man, that sucks. I did not know that. I know you're gone for the weekend because I was going to say, hey, do you want to go on Saturday? Because Sid's going to see Maroon 5, so I'm not going to that. So I was going to say, Yeah, I'm hey. going on one of my uh, retreats this yeah. weekend, but I would. Yeah. Well, if you see him, tell him I said thanks for the follow. I will. I know. He's the best. <laughs> he's I'm, awesome. All right. Well, you know, when we come back, speaking of uh, interesting s- stories and lists, we have a couple of stories that I'd love to get to. One involving a, a celebrity that says that women want to take a selfie with him after he bangs them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the other one is uh, things you think about that might worry you. While you're having sex. I want to talk about that one. Is that worry? All right. Me too. In yeah. fact, sometimes I can outthink my own penis. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. We'll be back. You don't want I want to. And if you want And if you get me drunk, you can have me. Just to get up next to you. The mega cost will be back. Has your March Madness turned into March Sadness? Workplace morale was high. Slacking off was easy. Good times. Until your bracket busted. Or the off days with no games. But don't worry. Get the new March Madness Office app, filled with exciting office pools to play at work, no matter what's happened with the actual tournament. Like March Katniss. Guess which one of your female co-workers has more cat pictures in her cubicle. And find out all the cat's names and add them to your bracket. Right, Mr. Whiskers? Or what about March Fatness? Guess which one of your co-workers keeps stealing people's lunch from the break room? Oh, not again! And the always fun March Gasness. Who stunk up the unisex bathroom? You know you want to blame one of the guys, but one of the girls in accounting did have Mexican for lunch today. The March Madness Office app. So many ways to get through the week until more basketball action hits. And we can all get back to doing what we do best. Not working. Who texts me and Steve are your friends? As for me, I'm a robot. If I'm your friend, that's sad. The mega cast is bad. I got some good friends that live down the street. Got a good looking woman with her arms down me. Here in a small town where it feels like home. I got everything I need and nothing Everything I need, nothing that I don't. Oh, little Zach Brown right there. <laughs> I like Zach Brown. Yeah, yeah. Just living the good life right there. Got a strong beard. He does, and he works with Dave Grohl from time to time. Yeah, I think we played Zach Brown on uh, on the Rock the other day. No way. Yeah. Oh, with Chris Cornell. Yeah, I haven't heard that yet. Yeah, man. I hear that's a great song. 
I, I just I didn't know a ton about Zach Brown's music, and then I saw uh, uh, Sonic Highways. Yep. And I was like, this guy seems awesome. I downloaded the uh, Zach Brown album that was produced by Dave Grohl. It's an EP. All right. And it is unbelievable. Steve, what the hell's an EP? Uh, I don't get why they call it. It, it, it means extended play. But right. you would think extended play would then mean it's a longer album than an LP, which is a long play. But for some reason, an EP is a short album, like five songs. All right. Yeah, because so like, I always hear EP, LP, and I'm like, I don't know. So, for example, an LP would be Alice in Chains' Facelift or Dirt. An EP would be Alice in Chains' Sap or Jar of Flies. Not a full album. And back in those days, you know, nowadays it seems like might as well just put out a couple of songs because that's all people care about. And if you get them to download a, a million of them, that's a million bucks because they're a dollar a pop. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so that's that's what that means. It's a short, right. it's a shorter album EP. <laughs> uh, I know it's so stupid though. <laughs> that's just weird. I agree. Extended play shorter than the long play. All right. It's like why do we drive on parkways and park on driveways? Why do they call it taking a dump when you're actually leaving it? <laughs> well, that's a perfect segue into talking about sex. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because that's something that Ted and I love to talk about. Sex. Sex. Uh, there's a study that was just recently done through... Our- actually, in all honesty, we talk about girls. I don't know that we ever talk about actual intercourse. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the last time that we've ever, ever really fully just gone into the, the, the act. Yeah. Because, I mean, I'm never like, Ted, I totally just railed my wife. Right. Which I, I might this. have this morning, which was the one nice thing about... We like more... Nice. My wife, Do you like morning sex? Both my wife and I prefer morning sex, which is impossible with my work schedule. Because that's not morning sex. That's middle of the night. I'm waking my wife up to yep. have sex. You know, 2.30 in the morning is not really morning sex. But, you know, 8 in the morning, when she comes back from the gym and crawls back into bed, after she's showered, of course... Because she would never lie in her bed after sweating. Oh, I was about to be like, not like I would care. Yeah, I was no. like, oh, who cares? I don't give a crap. You can come in bed however you want. I see you glistening, babe. <laughs> I'm with you. Morning uh, sex is the best. Much. I, I feel like I'm a better performer. Plus, your day is just uh, every. This is what I always tell people. After you have sex in the morning, like I don't get up every day going. The goal in my life is to get laid. Mm-mm. But right after you have morning sex, it's like. All right, let's go to work, whatever. Like, my, my goal is accomplished. Right. You didn't realize it was your goal. <laughs> Nothing is going to make my day bad now, because I've accomplished the, the holy grail. Now, I'll tell you what. For me, a perfect day would be a little morning sex and then, like, some daytime beers. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, man. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Like so, a four or five o'clock kickoff. <laughs> and I'll be home eating pizza by nine. <laughs> so long as your bracket's not ruined, you're fine. <laughs> we can't have morning sex, honey. My bracket's ruined. Yeah. Why did Duke have to lose? I only got half a bracket. We can't do this. <laughs> All right. So we, we came across this website. I don't think that uh, a bracket being ruined is going to come up on this list of uh, things that people worry about during sex. All right. uh, Cosmo, of all places, came up with this list. And it's uh, basically things that will cause you not to be able to maybe perform properly. And I think all right, from what we teased before we went to the break, it sounds like you and I both have sometimes performance issues because our brain... So, oh, 100%. Oh, oh, man. it's My brain is my worst enemy when it comes to sex. Yeah, and if I convince myself, like, like oh, man, I had four like four beers. Am I going to be able to uh, finish? Right. Once I put that thought in there, then yeah. there's no shot. And Dude, that was part of why I knew for sure that, I, uh, that Sid was the right woman for me is because in the early stages of our relationship, I overthought every time we had a chance to be intimate. 
Yeah. So I never was able to fully perform. All right. So, or it took a lot of effort. Yeah. And she did not. And I, I would told her, I'm like, there's a lot on my mind. Blah, blah, blah. You know, I would be honest, but it, it, it forced us to not. I, I couldn't be like, I couldn't let sex dictate this relationship because I was not performing very well in the, in the sack. Yeah. So in a sense, I got to know her and love her for who she was, not about what I wanted. You know, as a dude, I think we all have that primitive urge to have sex. 100%. But I wasn't able to perform, so I started focusing on just conversation and, you know, spending time together and just getting to know the person and not being, you know, the early stages of any relationship where you're like, I just want to get in her pants and... Hopefully, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And, and so I was like, "Wow, I'm really digging this person." And finally, I was able to get that out of my head, and then it was just awesome. Well, the other problem is too is that it, uh, it's on the guy. Oh yeah, you know what I mean? Because oh, yeah. there's there's lube and whatnot. If the woman isn't oh, yeah. uh, up to par, right? But if you can't, it's just and it's and I don't like I get where women blame you, but it's like it's also like society's just told them like, "Oh, that guy sucks. He's weak." Right? And it's like, no, no, no. It's not a physical thing. Like sometimes I'm dead serious. Like I'll just outthink the little fella. Yeah, yeah. And it's not like she could be like, "Hey, grab some popsicle sticks." Yeah, and prop that bitch up. And trust me, there is there is nothing. There's nothing worse than not being able, especially like a newer relationship, and having that awkward night, you know. And then you get, yep. then it's always like, ah, oh, I gotta go take a walk. And then she's yeah. like, what am I doing? What's going on? And then you're worried that oh, they don't want to like the fact that she stuck by me, even though I was an awful, awful performer in the early stages. Yeah. It made me realize, okay, this chick's a, in for the long haul. She likes me for me, not for. What? Not for your D. Right. Because, I mean, all the time I used to worry about that. She likes me for me, not just the D. Coming soon, a t-shirt from DeMatha High. Oh, oh. Wait, no, from Maryland. My bad. Oh, man. I don't think Ponton's going to like that one. No, no. I take it back. <laughs> Sorry, all of our Maryland listeners, <laughs> a.k.a. Ted's family. Right. Uh, My cousin Tom's probably laughing his ass off. <laughs> Tom's priority making the shirt. He's got the screen print out and everything. Check your mail, son. It's already in there. All right, let's get to this. All right, list. all right, sorry. All right, first one. Let's see whether or not uh, we, we we agree with this one. Number one on the list: whether or not the person, the other person, is enjoying it. Hundred percent. That one, absolutely. I had a girl that would just go, and I used to do this back in the day. Would just like just silent. Mm. And she wouldn't say much, and it's like, and then you'd be like, "What's wrong?" It's like, I, I don't know if, if are, are you into this? Right? Are you having Should we fun be doing this? Like, yeah, I'm just kind of like, all right, all right, just making sure. Yeah, I mean, it got better, and then it got worse. Thus, she's an ex, but <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, that's a big worry. Are they having fun? Yeah, because you don't want to. I mean, obviously, there's a selfish part of sex for all both parties. You want pleasure, but you want to know that the other person, all you're not wasting their time. Hundred percent. And there are times, though, I mean, I, I don't know, like, I don't want to get into that. It's way too well, no, personal. Look, hey, look, I, yeah. every time I have sex, right, I have a goal that I'm hoping to achieve. Mm -hmm. And it's great. And that serotonin releases, you're feeling great. Yep. But there is a much prideful, boastful thing when you know you've got the job done with the girl. Oh, absolutely. Especially if you get it done first. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. Because then it's like, okay, well, now this... Now I could just I could I could complete this race whenever I want now. Yeah, it's all gravy, baby. She's already finished. Yeah. She's waiting for me with water. <laughs> Grab the cigarette. And a kind bar. <laughs> or a cigarette. Yeah. I was thinking healthy, man. Who actually smokes a cigarette after sex? I don't know why I made that reference. That's like you saying the bomb. Like God, I don't smoke. Like who actually smokes a cigarette after sex anymore? What is this, the eighties? Dude, these microphones are effing with us. We're saying things we don't mean to say. <laughs> Yeah, All man. right, next one. I think that we're both. I guarantee that you are. This is one that's going to be on your list. All right. 
if you're sweating too much. Oh, I am a whole... You're a sweater. Yeah. Summertime sex is a uh, messy thing with me. I bet you appreciate that air conditioner now. Dude, you have no idea. That air conditioner has <laughs> changed my life. Get that room chilly before you bring her in there. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely remember one girl, like, it was... It's like, you know, it doesn't get that hot in Seattle, mm-hmm. but it's that week where it's like 90. Yeah. And you're just dripping sweat. And it's like, it doesn't matter when you're in the throes of passion. Right. Because it almost feels like you're in like a dirty porn when it, when you're sweating a lot. You yeah. Know? But when you're done and the sheets are all wet from sweat and oh. stuff. Yep. Like, I need to take a shower. <laughs> like, this ain't right. The worst is when like there's been instances where I've had that too, because I know a hairy body, so I'll sweat. And it's yeah. like, I'm in the position where I'm lying on the bed and then we're done. And then, like, we both get up. You could see, like, almost like the crime scene outline of my body. Of the sweat. And it's like, ah, man. And now my wife is hip to it. Like, she'll be like, all right. She positions us so that we're on my side of the bed. That way she doesn't have to lie in the sweat. I won't lie. Sometimes the summertime, I'll just play a living in a dorm room. I'll just lay a towel down. All right, next one. This one I don't worry about because most of the time the lights are off and probably because of this reason. Your facial expressions. Uh, that one I've never really thought about. Yeah. I'm sure they're horrible, but I've never really thought about that. <laughs> yeah, do yourself a favor right now if you're listening to the Megacast and just take out your phone and put it on the camera mode and then hit the button that makes it flip so it's showing you. Without even making a face, typically that first reaction you see when that flip happens, when you're not prepared for it and you're not like posing, yeah. is terrifying. Yeah. There are times where I do it, like if I want to like do a selfie and I'm, I'm taking a picture and I do the flip thing, the first time I see my face, it's repulsive. And I'm not trying to be Mr. Self-Deprecating. I'm not like, oh, I'm so, you know, I hate myself. But like, it's like you're just not a very flattering, you're not looking very flattering. And yeah. and it's like, oh, I got to like position myself better so I, I it's not as weird. But man, I can't even imagine what my face looks like in the throes of passion where I'm like squinting my eyes and clenching my teeth. Did you ever watch The League on FX? Yeah, I have. I haven't seen that episode apparently. About the vinegar? No. So they call those last few, uh, I don't know if I can say that word. <laughs> I like how you're thrusting your hips right now as you're telling me this. Sorry, man. <laughs> you just kind of got like a little bounce in your hip. <laughs> Uh, can uh, I say that word? Can you read that word? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you could say that. All right, so they were saying those are the uh, vinegar strokes, because it looks like you just took a teaspoon of vinegar. Yes. <laughs> I've been doing that uh, that apple vinegar, the cider vinegar, whatever it is. Yeah, the brag? Yeah. Yeah, you like, got me on it, too, but every time it hits my belly, I get a little nauseous. It's. Uh, it, it, do you mix it with the, like apple juice and water? No, I'm just banging it back like oh, a that's shot. that's probably why. My wife, she makes a nice little concoction for me of, of a little bit of apple juice in it and a little bit of water. It's still nasty as all F, but it goes down a lot better. I just feel kind of gangster drinking it out of a shot glass in the morning. Just chugging it. Like, you know me, man. <laughs> Day 30. Boom. Do you do the... I do that every single time. No, you know what I do? And I did it today. I took the shot right before I left the house, mm-hmm. and I always go, hmm, I don't really mind vinegar. And then about five minutes later... It's like, oh, the gurgle. My stomach does not feel good. Like, what is going on? It's like, well, it's an empty stomach, and I just threw a shot of apple cider vinegar on it. Next one on the list, number four. I never thought about this. What your naughty parts look like from their perspective. I don't know if they're really looking at my naughty parts. I mean, the older I get, I worry about uh, a couple things sagging. Mm, yeah. 
<laughs> one time I got out of a hot tub naked with a girl, and she was like, oh my God, look how low those are. <laughs> I was like, well, it was warm in there. I was relaxed. <laughs> I was in the sauna. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next one. How long you're taking to, quote unquote, finish? Oh, yeah. Uh, nothing throws me off my game more. Like Sometimes while we're having sex, my wife's like, don't go yet. You know, because she's enjoying. Which means you will. Which means she knows I'm about to. She she knows the way I'm moving. Like yeah. she's very in, you know intuitive about what's happening. So then I got it in my head. Okay, I can't. And then I get close again. Don't go yet. I'm like, all right, keep trying. Now I'm trying to think of things outside of what's going on to prolong the experience. But then yep. I get to that point where it's like I've already now passed the threshold where I'm now. I don't know if I can. Right. Once you and everybody knows that threshold. Yeah. And once you get over it, for me, it's the left calf. Yeah. I just get like a quick twitch in my calf. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh, uh oh, uh oh. <laughs> That's why I love when break we, out the poncho. It goes back earlier. To, <laughs> it goes back earlier to the. Like, it's nice when they finish the race first because yeah. then there's no pressure. Yeah. I don't have to like. Usually, once the race is done for her, she's like, yeah. You can sprint to the finish line if you want. Yeah. And then it's like... And I love the vocals, but I'm with you. If somebody says, don't like, don't stop, it's like, oh man, you just doomed me to, yep. to finish quickly. You son of a bitch. <laughs> Next one, uh, I'm guilt- I, uh, cramping up when things are getting good. Yeah. For me, from hockey, one time back in the day before I used to wear knee pads underneath my goalie pads, I would just not have knee pads on. But, you know, there's still a, a landing for your knee. But... Sometimes when you go down, you miss that landing, and I missed the landing. That's what she said. <laughs> and slammed the ice, and I I don't know what I've done to my knee, but there's something like cracked or chipped in there, and I just never wanted to go get it checked out because I don't want to not play hockey, and yeah. it, and it's fine if I'm wearing knee pads now, but sometimes in the throes of the missionary position, I'll catch it in a certain way, and I get this burn. Ooh, and it's it, and it like stings, and then I'm then I'm fully out, like because I'm thinking about that. So there's times where she's like, oh, is your knee hurting? I'm like, yeah, she can tell. You know what I mean? Why she can tell. Yeah. Yeah. I always think the little cramp's a good thing. Oh, yeah? Like yeah. a Charlie horse? Well, a Charlie horse would make me stop. Yeah. I did. I remember one time I had hurt my knee. <laughs> like, just like, no. They just, sorry. The actual pain is too much yeah, compared I, to the pleasure. Back when I first did it, now it's gotten to the point where I, I, I'm okay and I know exactly how to position my knee. <laughs> Sad, yeah. You know what I mean? I know exactly where to put it so yeah, it doesn't man, it's hurt. a home field. You should yeah. know every nook and cranny of it. It's my bed. Yeah. I know this turf. But the, for the longest time, I was like, either we're on our sides or you're on top. Otherwise, I'm not going to be able to finish. I know I won't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, a couple more before we get out of here. Uh, if they notice that you just zoned out for a minute. I never had that problem. Yeah, I've never had that one. Uh, num- and the final one, the constant threat of... <laughs> I was going to bring this up. I haven't read this list until now. And I'm- All right. The, uh, the con- constant threat of accidentally passing gas. I think for guys, there's one time, one thing going on in particular where mm. you're worried about that. Yeah. Whereas there's... I can't hold this... Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, farting in front of women's terrible. I know. But well, you're wife. married, man. You could let them rip. No, I, uh, my wife hates it. And she, yeah. like, it, it genuinely makes her find me less attractive. And I still do it. I can't help it. Yeah, I mean, I, you try to be good about it. My whole thing is uh, I always just try to, like, open my slider and just kind of put my butt <laughs> out between the door. Yeah. I know what I've been trying to do, and it's been working until yesterday when she finally heard it. If I'm in the bathroom, because sometimes when I'm urinating, I, I let them rip because it's just I Especially can't help it. in the it. AM. Yeah. And so I'm like, Pfft. so now I kind of like, if you pull your butt cheeks apart, like with one hand, 
Not as much vibration. Right. It's just like a... All right. So that happened last night, but it was like a long one. So it was like... And she goes, I heard that. Like, Son of a just the end, though. I bet you didn't hear the whole thing. Yeah, I don't know, man. It was enough for her to get mad at me still. Yeah, it's always weird, man. Especially when you first start dating a girl. It's like, it's like I, I got to get in the other room. I got to do this. Well, she's like, yeah. She's always like, how come you never were like this before? I'm like, because there was a good f- five or six hours a day that I wasn't around you. I mean, I just assume every guy has to fart in the morning. Yeah. Oh, those are my best farts. <sighs> the best. Yeah. Especially, too, if I'm wasted. Like, I mean, I've had girlfriends be like, yeah, you fart on me in the sleep sometimes. I'm like, oh, oh I am sorry. That's the worst. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's bad. Yeah. You owe them flowers for that. Yeah. <laughs> I got them chicken fingers. Oh, that's some good, then. Yeah, some girls really like chicken fingers. Then you can get those chicken fries from Burger King. Mm, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. All right, before we get out of here, just <laughs> one last quick story, because we teased it just to let people know what celebrity is saying that women want selfies after sex. According to a new book that's called How to Blank a Woman... Written by one of the producers of Glee, but I guess in the book, John Stamos, Uncle yeah. Jesse, says that he's been with women who want a little something to remember him by. He said, quote, a couple of women have wanted selfies afterwards. One girl wanted my shirt, like a souvenir. Yeah. I, I said this, well, we talked about this on the men's room, but I, I am I 100% with these girls. I wouldn't post it on social media. Right, like I that one with, uh, was it uh, Edelman? Edelman? Yeah. But I like I said, man. If I if I ever got the chance to sleep with like a hot famous celebrity, you're damn right. I want a selfie to prove to all my buddies I did it. Right, especially as a dude. Yeah. Like if you said, hey, I met up with Jessica Biel, and then one thing led to another. Dude, come on now. You know I love Timberlake. I am not banging Jessica Biel. But that gets you closer to Timberlake. So I don't want him to hate me. Hmm. You, Jessica wait. Biel is where you go? Are you telling I wouldn't me, do that to JT. Are you seriously would pass up an opportunity to get with Jessica Biel because you're afraid of how it would be with you and Timberlake? Well, yes, because at that point I can ensure that we will never be friends. At this point, there's still hope out there, Steve. See, even me? Well, I love Affleck, but if Garner said, hey, what's up? I'm like, how you doing? Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, there's plenty of famous people I wouldn't mind. Uh, <laughs> plenty of famous fish in the sea. Well, I'm just saying, like, other people I'd be fine with, like... I don't know who Jessica Alba's married to, but I don't care. But Timberlake, about, I ain't doing that to what, JT. What about Mila Kunis? Oh, yeah. yeah. Kutcher. Ashton Kutcher? Yeah, I'd yeah. rub it in his face. Yeah, I'd let him watch. You <laughs> <laughs> <He> got punked. <laughs> <laughs> that would be unbelievable. You just got punked. <laughs> the ultimate punk. <laughs> and then Timberlake comes out of the closet going, I got you, heifer. Finally. You made break, me cry. It breaks his guitar. Yeah. Yeah. Now, why don't you cry to mommy, bitch? All right, Ted, we should get out of here. Yeah, man. Uh, this is a fun megacast. Uh, <laughs> follow us on Twitter at the megacast. Also, keep an eye on our Twitter page because we just found that Meerkat app. We tried it during Meerkat during this podcast, but nobody wound up watching our stream. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> Why are you guys watching our stream? <laughs> also, we have that big trip coming up. Oh, yes. So I'm sure our Twitter will be a little more active. Yeah, we're going to the Classic in Spokane uh, coming up uh, next weekend. Yeah. Easter weekend. So be sure to follow us on Twitter at the Megacast. We'll be sure to. We might not tweet much, but maybe we'll meerkat some videos. Yeah. I can't guarantee it. And we'll maybe, I will tell you this there will be plenty of tweets during the day. Yeah. 
And then at night, maybe we'll just take on Snapchat, and you can follow us on my Snapchat, at STP9. Yeah. That we got to get a Snapchat of uh, STP DJing in the back of the party bus. Oh, yes. Yeah. I'm going to be doing the ones and twos. We gotta- I want to I see you back there like Paul E.D., like pumping the fist, getting everybody yeah. going. And then like get low while the, the right before the bass drops. Yes. And bounce back up. Oh, it's going to be awesome. You're just back there jumping. Well, I know one song that we will be listening to, Ted, and that is yeah. this one. So, all right, for everybody listening to the yeah. Megacast, we appreciate you listening. Tell your friends. Yeah. We're doing this as for free. Boys. We need more listeners. Yeah. yeah. Let's get 10. Hold on, hold on. Three, two, hold on. One. We them boys. Two, three. Hold on. Four. We them boys. Five. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We making noise. Hold on. I'll be in the booth for this one, Steve. You and I. Bitch, no requests. You hear what we want. We're rough. Rough. DJ Leitner in the house. Yay, yay.